Good morning. Hope we are all good. Happy Sunday. We are talking today about shape diet. I spoke to someone yesterday. They were speaking about diets they've done before. And we started talking about like Arburn, Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Slimming, um, Slim Fast, those type of styles. And we started talking about shakes and how they said that they just got sick of them after a while and the shakes and soups. And But it was... Here's the thing as well. It was easier because at lunchtime, I could just have that at the end of going for a walk or something like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be tempted to go to the canteen. And they were starting to talk about these benefits of them as well. And it wasn't just like, you know, it worked for a bit and then I piled on more weight, etc. And that can be the case. Now, I just wanted to talk about a bit about how every diet works firstly, just to help you better understand and make a decision that is going to be right for you and what you do. So if we think about every diet we've got, they work via fat loss, that is, via a calorie deficit. No matter what they say, they could talk about insulin, they could talk about all this, but they create a calorie deficit. So you've got things like keto, which is a low-carb diet. I'll, I'll be covering these each day, actually. That'll be a good, good challenge for the week. So keto, which is super low-carb, high fat, moderate protein. You've then got things like Weight Watchers, you've got Slimming World, <clears throat> you've got Arban, Slim Fast, you've got Learn to Write, Matthew. Um, these are more for mine. And all these are tactics, okay? I'll write that neatly, as neatly as I can for you. If you're listening, I'm still talking anyway. So, tactics. These are tactics all around the outside to achieve what this is, a calorie deficit. And a calorie deficit, energy in, energy out, that results in fat loss over time, okay? And this has been shown many times. Obviously, there's other things at play here, but this is how the diet side of things works. Now, the thing is, that sounds simple, but it's not, because there's many things that come into this. It's There's stress, there's the psycho psychosocial elements here, you know, like social life, feeling excluded, deprived. There's almost thinking about hunger as well, but with the deprivation, that can work both ways. In that sometimes people deprive themselves of the food and they actually get freedom from it. And this sounds really odd, but it's like, they think that they're not allowed to deprive themselves, but for them, and I don't see, and there's a difference here between giving yourself permission to eat it and eating it all the time because you've given yourself permission to eat it. What I mean by this is someone might say, right, I'm gonna, I need to eat less bread because I'm bloated. I'm just, I eat too much. Every time I eat bread, I put butter on it. It's not the bread, let's face it. It's that every time we put bread on our table, we maybe don't have as much salad. We don't eat as much fiber, vegetables, we're then putting stuff on top of it, which makes the bread even more delicious. Then we want more food on top of that. And then we overeat, really. That's the key thing to remember, especially when you think about butter, fillings, etc. in there. So my point here is that when someone actually says, I'm, not, I'm only going to have bread on the weekends, someone then goes to, now I know I'm only having bread on the weekends. I can plan my lunches and I now have to make fewer decisions to do that. And that is going to bring me on to this shake diet now. 
The benefits here of a shape diet, and the reason why they work is they take out all decision-making. Because you don't have to use as much willpower. It's suddenly like, oh, here's a shake. You can now just have this shake and you're good to go. Now, that's partly why, you know, you look at the study on putting type 2 diabetes into remission. This works very well. But the key thing to remember, they had incredible support behind them. They didn't just get on with it and do it. They had incredible support from dietitians, um, psychologists helping them through it. And going over any obstacles that comes up, a bit like we do in our one-to-ones, a bit like we do with Dr. Adam Bibby, who comes in, whose research area is into psychology, behavior change, comfort eating, personality types, like we do with our check-ins, with our accountability. The more support you have, the better your results are going to be. So, given that this reduces decisions, though, that's a good thing to get someone started. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And my point here is you might have tried a lot of these diets that we've been through, Simfast, Arbonne, and you might have got benefits from doing them, keto, etc. So now it's about finding the, the right elements of each one and building them together. So for example, we decided that actually, morning Sue, we could use elements of them. But you don't have to get a brand, brand of shake meal replacement to, to make it work. What you could do is actually make your own one if you feel like you want real food. And like I said, this is no right or wrong here. She liked the idea of shakes, but she just didn't want to, um, just because of the convenience and easy of when she goes to work at lunchtime, it means she gets to walk in as well. She gets to get outside. That's so good for you. There's benefits here. Remember, it's not just what's the best, what's the optimal, it's what's the best overall. What's actually going to fit your lifestyle. So she could make her own though. She could just get some whey protein or protein powder Add in some milk with it, shake it up, she's good to go. And actually, it's a lower calorie one as well. She could even make it at home um, and add some berries into it, berries. So a handful of berries, scoop away protein, 250 ml of um, milk, berries or banana, whatever you want to go for. Essentially, one fruit, milk, almonds, almond milk, whatever you want to do. And then scoop of protein, blend that up, and she's, she's done. That right there is a nutritious, high protein snack, shake, and she can use it when suits her. Because often one of the arguments is, well, shakes don't contain real food, when actually you can make your own one. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is about finding that convenience. Are they actually full of chemicals and rubbish? Now, I'm going to go to the other side now and say kind of what happens. Remember, this is a tool in a toolbox. What happens when you can't have the shake, when you don't have the shake now, when you've got a social event, let's hope 2021 provides more of them. Now you've got to consider, okay, I won't be able to have that. Or someone in your household's bought something there. Now you might have that, oh, have I now failed on my diet? And this is the moment where we need that to stand back and actually consider the facts because a shake is nothing special. It's just convenient and easy and often nutritious in some cases. So what you've got to consider is the calories are still the key thing, like we discussed at the start. The calorie deficit is the principle here. And all these, Arban, Slimming World, Slimfast, are tactics to achieve that. So given that, you can play around almost like a budget, providing you have awareness of what, what a shape could relate to, what that meal could relate to. And then it becomes a bit more flexible. So it could be that, Okay, I have 
500 calories normally at lunchtime, but I'm not going to have my shake today. I'm going to have this pasta dish or this salad, this soup, this stew, whatever it is, which is very similar to it. And this is a way that's almost giving you options to be flexible without actually calorie counting, without having to hit an exact amount every day, because that can be quite laborious. It could be something you do for a few days if you wanted to, but it's not essential. It's not essential. It can be useful, especially if you have preconceived beliefs about certain foods being fattening, like, you know, people often think about um, cheese, for example, so they either deprive or often binge on it at certain times, when actually it can be included in, especially when you consider, I always bring up this example, one of the ladies who would eat banana sandwiches a lot, but really she wanted a cheese sandwich. Morning, Nan. And little did she know that the cheese sandwich was actually about the same calories as a banana sandwich, but she's getting added protein, added calcium, added vitamin B from the cheese. Also, she's feeling satisfied and actually enjoying it. So that's another thing to consider. But with all this, you need to consider what your main goal is. Almost go back to why you're doing it. Because if it's to change your habits and lifestyle, yes, a short-term thing can help with a bit of kickstart. But we've got to think about the habits, the why, what we're actually looking to get out of it, our relationship with food. Are we actually going to make it worse doing what we're doing? Is it going to help us? What happens after it? All these questions, what obstacles could come up? And these are all things that are really important to consider before you go into it. Because otherwise they're going to come up and if they're a surprise, that's just the one thing that can just knock us off. And that's why it's really important to go over. What obstacles could come up here? What can I do to overcome these obstacles? And what can I do to actually take a step back and actually say, you know, there will be elements of this journey which will be hard. And when it is hard, no matter what I do, is the alternative easier or harder? Is stopping easier or harder? So, shake diet, should you do it, should you not? It always depends. I can't give you a yes or no on that. Can they be used as part of any diet? Yes. It's actually a great way for a lot of people to get veggies in, fruit in. Convenience, quick, easy. Remember, some people might say, oh, shake's not real food, but then they're starving because they don't have time to for lunch and then they end up being chocolate, biscuits, sweets, then feeling rubbish and slumped. So you've got to think of that, you know, what, what's the alternative sometimes is the best way to see it. Hope that helps. Any more questions on that, do let me know. Like I said, it's difficult to give specific advice without knowing the specific situation because everyone is so different. Work, lifestyle, hunger, relationship with food, exercise habits, these all have a role to play. Hope that helps. We are off early for our um, open sessions in devices and our live workouts from home. So we will see you tomorrow. Any questions, let me know and speak soon. Take care.